Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Surrey residents, you are undoubtedly still absorbing the shock of hearing that your property taxes may go up by a whopping 17.5% this year alone. Now, 7% of that is a general property tax increase. 1% is a roads and traffic levy. But the rest... Well, the remaining 9.5% is going to fund the policing shortfall. That's according to the city. Now, Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke was on with our Jazz Joe Hall yesterday afternoon. She is not happy about the Surrey Police Service's uh, statements on this. Here's what she had to say. It appears to me that Chief Lipinski is saying that he has no confidence in the city of Surrey management and accounting. And I, I, I can tell you that I will be seeking legal advice. I'm absolutely shocked at the the release and the comments by the chief. I have complete confidence in our general manager of finance at the city of Surrey. He has a team of 20 professionals. These are people that are professionals with professional designations. And for him to make some of the statements that I saw in that release is uh, concerning to me. All right. So that's Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke on with Jazz Joe Hall. Clearly, there is no cooling down of the tensions between the sides in this thing. And that's mainly because that nine and a half percent of this tax increase is being attributed to these policing costs. That's regardless of whether they move forward with the Surrey Police Service or go back to the RCMP. It means that you, Surrey residents, will still be paying more. So let's hear more about what the Surrey Police Service has to say about that. Joining us now is Ian McDonald, the media liaison for the SPS. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Simi. What did you have to say about the mayor's comments there? She seems concerned about some of the statements the SPS has made on this. Yeah, and I think that uh, we, we can look objectively. Um, if, if we just go back four months, we were looking at uh, suggestions that uh, by retaining the RCMP, there would be a savings of up to half a billion dollars over four years. And then you fast forward to uh, six weeks after that, and the suggestion was that the savings would be $235 million over five years. You might recall that early in 2023, um, the mayor was suggesting a one-time tax hike of 55%. And then barely a month later, we're now hearing that the tax increase is going to be about 17.5%. So regardless of the chief's comments, regardless of the mayor's comments, there have been a a slew of numbers out there, and it's no wonder that Surrey taxpayers are confused. I think there has been confusing numbers, and I think there has been the conflating of numbers, and and I think that's the reason that we've asked for an audit. I think that uh, taxpayers in Surrey deserve to know what is creating the costs, who is responsible for the costs, and where would we ultimately situate those costs depending on on which way the transition goes. Okay, but Ian, is there even time now for an audit? That would take up precious time, and it seems like Surrey residents are already, what, into year five of this thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's fair to say that we currently are in a a bit of a holding pattern waiting for the, the province to make that very consequential decision. Um, so uh, what we're saying is, uh, as quickly as possible, um, the three sides should get together and allow for an independent audit to take place. 
I understand the mayor uh, wants to defend staff and defending staff is something that certainly that we do here as well. But at the end of the day, it is difficult to reconcile those varied numbers that have come out, like I pointed out, in the last four months. And in, in this latest rendition, the 17 plus percent increase, um, there are costs that clearly are attributable to uh, the Surrey RCMP and other costs that are being pinned on SPS. And it's all being lumped under the transition, but only if the transition is reversed. Shouldn't we also have an accounting of the savings that would be had if the transition were to continue? And so that's part of our argument. I think that there has to be full disclosure on all the numbers rather than, you know, one one month it's a 55% tax increase, the next month it's a 17.5% tax increase. Does the SPS have what you would consider more realistic numbers? We, so fr- from the onset, the, the two things that we will maintain is that municipal policing does cost uh, a nominal amount more than contract policing through the RCMP. I, I think every municipality would acknowledge that. And, uh, and so sometimes it's, it's a, more of a question of you get what you pay for. That said, our accounting and the city's accounting has been off by almost $100 million dollars. The $235 million calculation by the city is contrasted by what is closer to a $98 million um, uh, costing from SPS. And so from the onset, once we saw those differences in numbers and understood that the city's numbers were based on 39 assumptions, we suggested that we get all of the finance people in the same room, basically lock the door and not let them out until they could agree upon the numbers. And that suggestion, that offer was turned down. And so what we end up with is a very unfortunate circumstance where it seems like partisan politics and partisan public safety is ruling the day. And and we just don't think that that's in the best interest of of Surrey residents. And how has it gotten to this point? Because I know Surrey residents are wondering, like, look, at all they wanted was to have more responsive policing in their community. How has it gotten to this point where two sides can't even agree on a number? Yeah, I think uh, I, I want to back up. I mean, I spent 22 years in policing, and I know that uh, on the front lines, regardless of the uniform, when there are difficult situations that need to be handled, they're being handled professionally, regardless of whether it's an RCMP member or an SPS member attending. So first and foremost, I, I think uh, both sides are working well together in terms of frontline public safety. I think where this has come off the rails is the special interest groups. I think if you take a look at Twitter, and I don't advise that you do, but if you take a look at sort of the trolling and the rock throwing and the politics, that's really what has taken this off the rails. And so all I can tell you is that we have 400 staff who have either come to Surrey or have decided to join the SPS because they live and are already connected to the community and in good faith simply want to bring about a change in the form of a progressive police agency for the city. And there is only one model going forward where those staff will be retained. To untransition at this point means that we are going to create unemployment for 400 people, uh, many of whom are in a high demand um, um, career in terms of law enforcement, and where there will be more uncertainty going forward. And so I think part of it is you don't transition for four years just to untransition and then conceivably somewhere down the road retransition again. I think, uh, you know, the government will make the decision, but certainly you can, you can tell I'm an advocate for staying the course. Right. Is the hiring continuing? 
So at this point, we're not making job offers to anyone, but uh, a little bit uh, surprising is that uh, we continue to get applications and we continue to get phone calls of interest. And so um, should we receive green light, I don't anticipate we're going to have much difficulty scaling up again. So, Ian, at this point, what would be the Surrey Police Service message to residents right now who obviously are feeling very confused by all this? Yeah, we share in your confusion. And that's why, again, we're, we're advocating for an audit. And I do take your point, Simi, that uh, that, that could you know, take, take a bit of time. But I think it's worth it. Because right now we're getting very partisan numbers. We're getting one-sided numbers. And now, um, you know, with this 17.5% increase, we're, we're getting conflated numbers, like some numbers that surely should be attributed to the RCMP and other numbers that would be attributed to SPS, but only if the transition were to stop. And so I think whether it's a, whether it's a diagram, a flow chart, or an audit, there needs to be more clarity on these numbers because, uh, as I've illustrated, just over the last four months, the numbers have changed several times. All right. Well, Ian, thank you so much for your time this morning. Much appreciated. Have a great day. That's Ian McDonald, media liaison for the Surrey Police Service. All right, Surrey residents out there, or anybody who wants to weigh in on this, do you think everything should just be full stop, time for a complete independent audit, and let's get to the bottom of this before things go any further? Because clearly, even though we're talking about adults here, all the different sides of this thing can't even agree on a simple set of numbers here. So is it time to say... Let's do this independent audit. Do you think, no, we've had so much time to talk about this already. Just get it done. Make a decision. What are your thoughts on that? Simi at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.